Heyo, Johnny Dumas here, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, and welcome to Team Engineered. If you're looking to lead a team of engineers or engineer your team for greatness, tune in now with your podcast hosts, Jade Green and Kyle Probert, and be prepared to ignite. Welcome back to Team Engineered, everybody. We've had awkward pauses, we've had funny pauses, and we've had a whole heap of bloopers at the start. This time we're doing it super smooth and here we go <laughs> so welcome back to team engineer this week we are talking about fear so we touched on it in one of our last podcasts about how fear drives us and how it can affect our hippocampus and the amygdala in our brain if you're not watching what i've got is a fist and a big ugly hand over the top which is our brain and jade's just had a real fun sort of jiggly dance excited dance now of course the Big bit on top is the logic bit that keeps it all nice and warm if you want to think about it and safe. And when it switches off, it all gets cold and the insides get all upset. Oh, reptilian. And then when they get upset, as as Elmarie said, it starts going, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> break, break out. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the way that Elmarie described that the other day. So we're talking about fear. Now, we're not talking fear like um, – there's a lion chasing me down the street or there's a hippo, not the hippocampus coming to get me. But we're talking about just that underwriting fear that undermines the things that we're trying to achieve in our teams. So let's start with how do we create fear in our team? How do we create the fear? Oh, by yelling at them, by flying off the handle, by fuck off face. Uh, by judging them. You mean by and that? in some places, whacking them. Yeah, whacking them. Uh, yeah, hazing them, bullying them, belittling them, uh, calling them stupid, always using the stick rather than a carrot, randomly firing people, <laughs> yelling. Did we describe just about all of it now? I know that a lot of people that I work with and a lot of our students and customers, they work in an environment that's a really, really high, um, if, we, if we're talking disc, it's a really, really high D. Um, it's a really, really power kind of struggle type environment. And Super really direct it's, domineering. Yeah. And, and it, it seems like that a lot of um, motivation is driven through fear you know we've got to do this this is going to blow up this isn't good enough this yeah that i think that's the but typical some one of isn't it, it though is real fear right so like something could actually blow up something could legitimately crush Ab you. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a part of fear that we should certainly reserve for that <laughs> we, we keep that fear, not... and that's okay respectful fear <laughs> When I say blow up, I mean, you know, the, the boss is going to blow up or the customer is going to blow up or, you know, I'm going to blow up or, yeah. you know, oh, all mate, of that stuff. The tools that, next year is just going to lose his shit for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it kind of feels like this iron fist kind of um, supervision, if you, if you want. Mm. I call it uh, being a, a dictating dictator boss. Or, oh, absolutely. There's a lot of dicks in that, isn't there? Yeah, there's a lot of dicks in there. But like everyone's <laughs> putting their dick around and it's like nobody's <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it happens in all different environments, though. So it it, um, it doesn't just happen in a blokey bloke environment. It can happen in a in a corporate white collar environment. It can happen in a, in a totally female dominated environment. It happens everywhere. So it's um, you know yeah, when we when we talk about this this it it's not it's not restricted to blokey bloke type work environments. No, not at all. <laughs> what what I think that uh, it's funny. I just, I literally just did a rant before this um, around problems that I see with with bosses and and like people going like no one cares. I don't care. I'm like, well, you don't fucking care. And like this whole thing about like just dictating things and not actually paying attention to who the humans are and yeah, it's just like it gets me super fired up. Um, and like, why? Like, why should someone care if you don't care about them? Mm, certainly. That's a good piece, isn't it? And we spoke about that on one of our last podcasts about paying paying attention and making sure that people feel like they're noticed. And so if they're noticed, they feel like they're cared about. And that that's a super, super strong point there. Yeah. And, you know, if we think like, oh, no one cares as much as I do about this. Well, the thing is 80% of the world's workforce is actively disengaged, right? And they're disengaged, A, because we've not created an environment that engages them, right? So our culture is letting us down and we are at cause for that. And you, even if you're, if you think I'm only a team leader, you can create the culture within your team. There's, there's a subculture that lives within the culture of an organization or there's so much fucking shit going on in their lives outside of work. We, we were talking about this um, a little bit earlier with some of our team members in that, right? Think about what's going on in the world right now. There's so much shit and volatility and uncertainty and just bullshit that's driving fear underneath, let alone what happens if they come to work and there's more fear about how they show up or who they are and everything. Like, how do we expect people to be able to be safe and productive? How do we expect them to care as much as we do if they feel like nobody cares about them? I mean, and, and that like, I mean, they think nobody like the fucking government, like everything. And it, it's, it's really important to understand that um, particularly as a team leader, but probably mostly so as a business owner, that the reason they don't care as much as you is because they're not in your role. That's not that's not their role. Um, as a business owner, of course, no one gives a fuck as much as I do. That's that's the deal. Like this is this is me. This is it could be my arm. That's actually this business. So of course, no one gives a boot as much as me. But as the team leader, the reason you're the team leader is because you do give a fuck as much as anyone else. You're the one that are, you're supposed to bring it all together. <laughs> so you're the one that's got to drive that. And you're the one that ultimately is going to care more. Ego is not necessarily a negative thing. It's really, really important. There's, often we talk about ego being this negative thing. Pretty, pretty important to understand that we are all driven by ego. Every single one of us. Doesn't matter what you think of yourself, we are all driven by ego and that is perfectly okay. It's perfectly okay to worry about what other people think of my performance because as much as anything else, it means I care. Yeah, so I, I you've heard me talk about ego as the enemy before. It's ego as the enemy when we let our ego take control and jump in the driver's seat 
And it is the lens that we're looking through for everything. But it, ego plays a really important part in being able to drive us to be able to succeed, to be able to rise up the corporate ladder, to build businesses. It's just when it's not in check and it's not actually aligned to good that it gets out of control. So there is good ego and there's like out of control ego. So yeah, please, please don't uh, misconstrue that. But that's why you care more than somebody else on your team by if you are the team leader or you're in control because you have more at stake because the reputation you've created for yourself or the identity you've created for yourself hinges or is somewhat balanced by the performance of the people that you lead. Absolutely. Now, of course, the next thing I'm going to throw at you, Jade, but my boss talks to me that way and his boss talks to him that way and the guy next to him talks the same way and they all bang the table when they're talking mm -hmm. and they are all yelling all the time. Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, well, the statement that comes to mind for me is if you know better, do better, <laughs> right? So, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, right? A different outcome. And we all have seen maybe that stuff works for a short term, but it doesn't work in the long term. And, if, and especially now that we know that the world is evolving and there is way more free choice, there's way more opportunity for people to choose where they work or what they do and change, change industry, change career, and like be able to make that money anywhere. Like there's so many other places that people can make money these days. So if you think that the old way is going to work, you're fucking wrong. And if you don't move with the times, then you're not going to have a team to play with. So if you know better, do better. And maybe try and start educating the people up the chain. Manage up. But also, if your team starts outperforming the other teams, they're going to start to pay attention and go, wait, what's different? The way I talk about with a lot of our students is we've all worked for that person that we always went above and beyond for. That, you know, we, we always just put in that little bit extra. We always did that little bit more. We're always thinking about how can I do this better, more efficiently? You know, like whatever it is, we're always going above and beyond. And then, you know, like for, for a lot of us, there might only be one or two people that we've worked for that we would describe that. But if you now start to distill out, okay, what, what was it that about that person using our knowledge now, what was it about that person that drove me to do that? Because it, it wasn't because they gave me lollipops at the end of the day. Well, not all the time anyway. There, there was this one guy I worked for as an apprentice. He liked to give the apprentices lollipops, but that's a different story. A creepy white van as well. <laughs> no, but so, when we think about it, right, it's, it's when we feel connection to someone, when we feel like they genuinely care about us, right, then we genuinely care about them and we want to do them proud. We want to, we want to work together as a team. We, like if we feel like we're in it together, then you work on something like you're in it together. You do go above and beyond because it's not about just you. It's about the collective we. What I've noticed in, um, in those situations is, is that while that, that iron fist might actually be everywhere else around that person, I never felt that fear. Mm, wasn't waterproof I I, to you. I, I think that's a really important distinction there was that, yeah, like, the, the boss, the manager of the mine could be yelling and screaming, but I never felt that, you know, like, and I, and I know that 
you know, my supervisor was absolutely copping it, but I never felt the fear from it. You know, I never felt that, you know, the things that I was doing gave me reason to feel fear. For some reason, this makes me think of poor little Johnny, right? Think about when you, maybe when you were a kid, dad comes home, he's had a really bad day, right? He's had, the boss has screamed at him. He's been yelled at. He's had a bad day. So then he comes home and he screams at little Johnny. Now little Johnny's having a bad day, right? It's the waterfall of shit. How did it feel to be little Johnny, right? Feels fucked. So if you're a leader, think about like, is that the, is that, how you want to make your people feel uh, like just because yeah. it's been waterfall down on you doesn't mean you need to continue the cascade. Absolutely. Do and, I want to be that person? Yeah. And thinking about that as well, taking it home. Yeah. Like are you because waterfalling the shit that you've taken from the bosses and up the chain home? Where are you? So as a leader, I really challenge you to think about where are you putting fear on your orbit, on your family that you're bringing from your workplace? Mm-hmm. We had a um, we had a student that we were working with in one of our programs, and yeah, we we introduced some of these concepts and ideas. And um, actually, Michelle Crawford was helping with all of that process with these guys. And um, one of the guys came to us, oh, probably maybe three months later after we'd sort of talked about all this stuff, and he said, "Man, this has made a huge difference in my life." Well, okay, so yeah, what's what's made a difference? What, what's what been the difference? He said, well, yeah, I've got awareness of the crew that I'm working with and who who I'm influencing on side. He said, but, you know, one of the things that I did is I, I went home and I made sure that, you know, one of the things that I always did was that the wife and I would just go out and we'd just go for a walk, 15-minute walk just around the property, usually around sunset, um, and just have the time to, I guess, blur and just, bleh. but that was our time to sort of decompress a little bit, you know, and having a walk in nature, which is super important, um, you know, just being able to absorb the sunset or the the evening or the, the farm or whatever it was. And he said, it made such a big difference at home. Like we actually like each other. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I think it also gives you the space to know that there's like a bit of a boundary on that too, right? So after the walk, you can be like, okay, walk's done. We're not just carrying that shit through for the rest of it. My ex-husband and I, because we we're both in recruitment, we used to have a rule. Like we go, we, we come in, we both, if we had a bad day, we'd set a time. No more recruitment talk after whatever time it was. Like, okay, cool. We've got until seven o'clock. No more recruitment speak after seven o'clock. Yes, yes, yes. Was it you like know? speed boxing? Oh, oh Yeah. So like blah, 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 blah. Um, but otherwise it was just all consuming, right? And you just like get wound up into all of that. So giving those boundaries is also super beneficial. But yeah, I just really want people to think about though, how are you causing fear in others by the way you're showing up? So if, mm. if your energy is making other people walk on eggshells, right? then you're, you're causing fear in them. If you are known to overreact because of your own overwhelm, that's causing fear in other people. If you knee-jerk a rash decision um, to things without taking the time to, to digest it, you're going to put fear in people about coming to you with ideas. So I want people to really think about how are you showing up and how are your actions or interactions with people causing fear in them, not just at work, but everywhere else as well. 
Absolutely. Now, you did touch on just before that you can actually influence up the chain as well as down. And I think that's that's super important that um, we know that this stuff works. So we know that treating our team well, that you know, reducing fear and eliminating fear in our team, that it works. We know that stuff. It's science. So if you want to geek out on it, this stuff is science. But the important thing is, is that if you're in an environment and a culture where the iron fist comes down and, and that's what you constantly get coming in at you, if you have the strength and the resolve to be able to weather that for your team, mm. it does show. And people will notice, but you'll also be able to influence those people that are trying that. If you're not reacting back to them with mm. the same, um, you know, the same power struggle, if you're not reacting back to it, you'll be amazed at how quickly that starts to change the up levels as well as your own teammates. Yeah. This, that, that makes me think of like some of the five people you spend the most time with. So if you're in a leadership team and you are in these rooms and things like that, eventually they will start to pick up on these things because if they start seeing that you've got less staff turnover in your team, you've got less incident reports, you're getting your shit done by deadlines, you've got happier clients, you're, you've got less man hours per project, right? Eventually, they're going to start asking questions of how the hell did you make this happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. So massive topic to talk about, and we could go on for hours and hours, but the one thing that I think everyone can do is try and work out how to reduce and eventually eliminate fear in your team so that they can perform better and they can be more open with you. It's a big topic. It's really, really huge. And I reckon just about everything that we talk about on Team Engineered works towards that reducing fear. But make it your focus. Work out how to drop that fear and eliminate it. And you'll be surprised at how good your team starts to perform. Amazing. And guys, if you want a little bit more help with this, I know we've talked about one of the training sessions I've done in the past on annihilating overwhelm, but the back end of that training session is specifically linked to how do we reduce the fear, right? So that we can bring our brains back online and overcome the overwhelm. And so the tips and tools in that will help you with that. So if you really, if you need some more help with this, then just uh, comment below or reach out to our team and we'll get you that training session. Amazing. Well done, Jade. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Can't wait to see you on the next one. Awesome. Thanks, Kyle. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Team Engineered podcast. Are you ready to build a kick-ass team, weaponize your workforce, and live an epic life? If so, connect with us at www.teamengineered.com. And while you're at it, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.